luck be a lady. Here's Purdy with a lot of time. Steps into one. Watching deep. Going for Brandon Ayuk. It is. Oh, he caught it off the ricochet. Penalty. Is he in? Hit him right in the face mask. And then, man, give credit there to Brandon Ayuk just staying with the play. Luck be a lady. I mean, Kyle's really laying it on thick there. A little luck be a lady tonight. You know, you know what's funny? Like, there is a there is a narrative out there where you can look at it and say that there was some PI going on. You don't know which way it would have went. But do you know how foolish you would sound if you try to go with that narrative after how great that play was? Because nobody's talking about that. Like, there are gonna be some diehards. That are gonna, you know, have this conspiracy. They probably got a website up right now talking about the conspiracy theory of the NFL being rigged or whatever. Oh, geez, those people are no, just no. But I mean, it, it, so it's the stupid. truth. It's the truth. But the reality is that was a great play. And let's say, just say in the moment, if you're the ref, you see that play. Now you're trying to be the ref in your head, like you're trying to do your job. Mm. But you see that play, and you see how phenomenal that play is. Do you really want to be the guy? That pours cold water on that? No, you don't. I mean, it's an, it's an all-time championship that's game a, play. That yeah. is, it's a, that, it's like, a big that, moment. That's the equivalent of there was a play in the Super Bowl where Julio had a play on the sideline where it was like the toe tap. Yeah. If the, if the Falcons win that Super Bowl, that would have been the story. Of course, yeah. That and, catch would have been the story. What the Elliman catch was instead. It's the yeah. same thing. Like, that that's the weight of the moment that the, those people are in. Now I understand that for for Detroit Lions fans, they don't give a damn about that. But that's a that's a bang bang play. Yeah, it is, and it, it went it went Purdy's way. Right, let's do some rapid fire takes on yesterday, and we'll get back to phone lines on Andy two one five five nine two nine four nine four. You ready to say Andy is becoming the goat here? All right, Kyle, you you let us in there. Yeah. You, you mentioned the uh, you played a great song there, and but it's all about your guy Brock Purdy. So the floor <laughs> is yours. Go ahead. Well, so I, I, Hugh, I'm about to be the guy that craps all over that that play to Brandon Ayuk. It should have been an interception. I mean, okay. we can use our eyes and we can be honest with ourselves that it was a bad throw yeah. by Brock Purdy. And that came after multiple bad throws. He was sailing balls all day. Brandon Ayuk is a very good wide receiver. The ball bouncing off the defensive back's face and then bouncing right into Brandon Ayuk's hands. Brandon the Ayuk con- is the, the level reason. of concentration. Yeah, it was an excellent play by Brandon Ayuk. It was a terrible throw by Brock Purdy. And that's not the only time that happened in the game. I mean, it's the only time the ball bounced off the defender's face. But how many times this guy throw interceptions in football games that, that get dropped? It happened last week against Green Bay, and it happened multiple times this week against Detroit. Detroit choked that game away. The whole Brock Purdy comeback, that, shut up, dude. Okay. It, he's he the luckiest quarterback well I've ever seen. He did play ever. Well in the second are you, are half. you finished? Like, before I retort? Are you finished? No, he, you know, I mean, he can do his favorite for hours. He can I, just rip Purdy for hours. I have a tremendous amount of respect for you, and I love the fact that you're petty, like but. me. But do you know how crazy you sound right now? <laughs> because He no, just let a 17-point comeback in the title game. Yeah. He didn't lead like, anything. Oh, come on. He ran for 50 yards. <laughs> he got he made handed plays. to it. Yeah, I respect you. Like, but do you know how crazy you sound right now? Seriously. I, was, I, I, I sound, like, realistic. <laughs> no, Can we, we all... <laughs> <laughs> Everybody is lying this to themselves why, about this guy. This is why in the meet, like, th- like you're getting a live look at the at the midday show meetings that we have, and this is Kyle on a daily. Purdy sucks. It's no. the most frustrating thing in the world. <laughs> and, and some like it's funny that you played that song because to your point, you can pick out some throws where you can say he was lucky. Yeah, you can. But Kyle, I, I get you, but that's that dog is not gonna hunt today. 
That dog don't hunt today. I hear everything that you're saying, and I love you like a brother. But today, that dog don't hunt because Brock Purdy, the, the storyline is Brock Purdy brought the 49ers back, and they won the game. If Dan Campbell wasn't a bonehead, we wouldn't okay. be talking uh, about this grand comeback. Hold on, hold We'd all be drunk. All right, speaking of dogs that don't hunt, I got to defend Dan Campbell here. Oh, here no, everyone's going too far in the Dan Campbell <laughs> thing. This Mr. Co- head coach apologist, Joe Giglio. I will defend Dan Campbell. Okay, two things. Number one, he coached like he coached all year. This is what brought them yes. here. They're not in this the title game if, if he doesn't, he doesn't coach, coach like that. The, way he's the other thing, there is an assumption that the field goals would have been made. They have a kicker they got off the street in December. In his career, 50% between 45 and 50 yards went outdoors. The kicker stinks. He's 50% in the NFL between 45 and 50 yards. You barely have a job. See, he's not a good kicker. The assumption that kick would have went through when they're down three is faulty. This is how they coached all year. The only thing I'll rip Campbell on or, or criticize him is that running play with a minute to go. Yeah, that was bad. They had Moronic. A, it's bad. They had to burn the, the, the <laughs> with their first time out. I agree. because that Moronic. <laughs> but at that point, it was probably done anyway. But I agree with you guys. That was a poor decision. They couldn't stop the clock enough times to get the ball back one more time. That effectively, even with a touchdown, end of the game. But I don't have a problem with going for it on fourth down. That's what they do. That's who they are. It's why they were up early in the game, because he's aggressive. Meanwhile, Shanahan's more conservative. I actually think yesterday the players made more bad plays, and they're getting cover here because the coach. Everyone's ripping him. Like That Jameer Gibbs fumble, it was reminiscent of the Hurts fumble in the Super Bowl. That, yeah, that was, was a bad. killer. That was bad. It took it took the, the momentum swing and just drove it into overtime there because it was like an easy touchdown for San Francisco. And Josh Reynolds, I mean, that guy, where did his hands go yesterday? He left him in Detroit. <laughs> Two major drops off his hands. That killed them in the yeah, game. Yeah. I just think – But then the, the lack of interceptions – that the defense had well, against the, Brock Purdy. Yeah, and the, and the branch thing, which was, I mean, killer. You, 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 if branch catches the ball, if Gibbs doesn't fumble, Dan Campbell could have stood there with a clown nose on. It wouldn't have mattered. They would have won the football game. <laughs> Not with a clown nose. I mean, most people paint him in that light. Let's hear from Campbell after the game, asked if he regrets what he did yesterday. Or last I don't regret those decisions, and that's hard. No you know, it's hard because, you know, they didn't, we didn't come through. It wasn't able to, to work out, but I just, I don't. I don't, and I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. Um, but you know, we just just didn't work out. I'm not mad at him, man. I, I respect him even more for sitting at that podium and not hemming and hawing, and just said, "Hey, man, no. I, if I had to do it again, I would do it. Like, it, it, no regrets. No regrets." Uh, I, the only thing no that I, I'm having an issue with is the the whole, like, that's what they do thing. That feels like a cop-out to me. How about have some feel for the game that you're in? Like, I don't care about what you've been doing the past 17, 16 games. How about the game that you're in right now when you have a chance to either add? It's about the possessions, not the three or three versus six points. He could have made it a three-possession game. You do that. You try to do that. I understand. Now, here's that's, what I will that say. A, that's a tough spot to be in. I hear you, though, because I if it's me— I'm playing checkers. I'm taking the point. 99% of people would. Most people watching think he was a dummy yesterday. I will say, the one thing is, I think he needs a little more consistency because he could have went for the touchdown before the half. He went for the field goal then. It's like, if you're going to keep the foot on the gas... Do it at the, do it all the time. Yeah, right. It's like, you can't just pick your spots. And he picked it in the second half, didn't work, picked, didn't go in the first half. And um, But I'll tell you what, as far as watching the game... He, he makes the game more fun. It's like you can't look away. You're like, wait a second. Are they going to go he gonna for it? Yeah, what is he going to do? Because usually it's like our th- third, what are you gonna do? fourth and four from the 40 or 35, yeah. down three. You're kicking a field goal. It's like, holy moly, is, is Gostel on the field? Is he going for it here? 
Um, that was that game. Could have said you had a better quarterback, too, in that situation. Well, Goff didn't if make – If you would have had a more athletic quarterback yes. in that situation, you could have like you could have won that game. Because there was a couple times when he was rolling out, and he had if he could have thrown across his body. Yep. But, fair, you know, it's a fair he, point here. Yeah, he, you could have made that play, but he couldn't throw across the Lions body. win if they had Brock Purdy instead of Jared Goff? I don't he know if Brock could have made some of those plays that needed to be made. Because there was a uh, – I, I can't remember the the, the – the the I think it was at the end of the game, but it was a play where he rolled out of the pocket and there were two receivers kind of in the same vicinity. One was coming on a crossing route. He could have if he could have threw across his yeah. body, he could have probably hit that receiver and it would have been a full first down. Yeah, yesterday was a reminder when when Goff is clean in the pocket, he's just, he's really as good as anybody. But when he has to come off his spot, he's, athleticism yeah. is not his. And he thing. had all day early on, and that then yeah. they started uh, amping up the pressure a little bit toward the end of the game. All right, a couple more takes from yesterday on the quarterbacks in the other game. Let's start with Lamar, and then we'll get to Mahomes. Watching Lamar yesterday, I couldn't not think of Joel Embiid. And it just shows that none of this regular season stuff matters. Because what is everyone saying about Lamar today? Two, MV, two oh, MVPs, but... I thought you were talking about like, choking. Yeah, he's choke artist. Yeah, yeah like, so that, it, like when Embiid, like seven, we all celebrated the 70 points last week. Cool. No one, it doesn't matter. Like it, The legacy of Lamar right now is... Not a champion. He's a good quarterback. He's obviously a tremendous quarterback in the regular season. He's going to be a two-time MVP in, what, six years of starting? That's that's rare. But he, there's something in the playoffs with Lamar that I just I hope Joel could get past this. Otherwise, Joel and Lamar have a lot of similarities between the two of them. They just it's they they're some very similar. Great players in the regular season, Hugh, but the playoffs are not as good. It felt like like watching that game yesterday. It, it felt like a little bit like. Uh, the the Ravens felt like the game was getting away from them, mm-hmm. and with that being said, they started to play uncharacteristic football. And what I mean by that is, you know, some of the penalties and stuff that they got uh, defensively, you can't do that, man. Five unsportsmanlike conduct. You conducts? can't do that. You cannot do that. That's what puts you puts you in a bad spot. You have to keep your composure at all times. And then, you know, you talk about that game, and it looked like they got away from the running game. The running game has been huge for them. You talk about the playoffs. The running game is always huge, but they got away from the running game, man. They only, I think they only they only ran the ball like sixteen times. And Lamar was a lot of those runs. They, yeah. they didn't hand the ball off at all. Yeah, you you only ran the ball like sixteen times. The story of the Super Bowl and and the playoffs in general for me has always been how many times do you carry the ball, like how many times you attempt to run the ball. The Chiefs yesterday ran the ball thirty two times. They ran it thirty two times. That that is the ultimate equalizer right there. Whether or not it's working or not, you have to be able to run the ball. It's almost like the Ravens yesterday thought the game was going to be a shootout and didn't ever realize it wasn't. Like, Because I know the Chiefs went up early. They scored twice. They didn't really score again. You know, the, the game was close basically the whole time, but the Ravens stopped approaching it that way. And Lamar just, he was bad. I mean, Lamar Jackson was bad yesterday. The other part of yesterday, of course, is Mahomes. And how about this? Dick Vermeil kind of set the whole stage for this on Friday on the morning show. Here's what Dick Vermeil said about Patrick Mahomes. Do you believe that he is getting close to Brady and Montana level of play, or or has he equaled them? Has he passed them? Not in Super Bowls because he can't yet, but I mean, six years in a row, six AFC Championship games. Is he playing at a level that's on par or better than those guys? I think it's more than on par. Uh, he has a dimension in his game that Joe didn't have or Brady didn't have. The mo- mobility and the ability to throw the ball accurately in any body position, any foot position, <laughs> and j- just make it play. You know, and every once in a while, backfires on him. But uh, I think he's destined 
to go uh, above them in overall uh, career uh, success. And, Hugh, that was said by Dick Vermeil Friday before he won again on Sunday. We're going to look back one day and laugh at the game that Patrick Mahomes was a four-and-a-half-point underdog to, to, to Lamar Jackson. Like, really? That actually happened? Are we serious? I tried to tell you guys on Friday. I know you did. So Mahomes now in his playoff career is 14-3. and three. He's thrown for 4,800 yards, run for nearly 500 more, 44 touchdowns to seven interceptions. Hugh, this guy in six years has accomplished more than almost any quarterback ever in six years. Yeah, he's a he's a special player, man. And and him and Andy Reid together, like they, they are a hard combination to beat. They really, really are. So, uh, look, it's going to take a long time for him to get close to Brady's rings or accolades. He plays the position better than anyone I've ever seen. He has the combination he's a, of – He's a triple threat, quadruple yes. threat. He's just – he's money whatever he decides to do. He can beat you from the pocket. Mm-hmm. And he can beat you with his legs. He has the combination of the the special, but also he makes the routine as well. And he doesn't throw interceptions to the playoffs. He doesn't fumble the football. He doesn't take sacks. It's unbelievable. I mean, he is – that GOAT conversation is about to start. They win. We already, we already have Andy in this conversation with the coaches. You know, the idea of, of Mahomes catching Brady is now, again, it's on the table. Let's go to the phone lines here, 215-592-9494. Let's talk to Charlie, who's up next. What's up, Charlie? Charlie. Hey, finally got through to you guys. Gotcha, Charlie. Uh, What's up, buddy? I wanted to say you guys have a really entertaining show because it's the right mix of knowledge and humor. Well, thank otherwise, you, Charlie. Otherwise, it would just would I would wouldn't be listening. Well, Charlie, hey, we appreciate, appreciate you listening. listening. Man. What are you really thinking do. today? Okay, Andy Reid is on his way to becoming a go. He's not there yet. He needs to win this Super Bowl because he's got to beat Shanahan. And honestly, I agree with Kyle. Um, uh, Purdy's just kind of riding the wave. He's kind of a, a little bit of up, upgrade to Garoppolo. Uh, no, we wait for you to finish. Yeah, so sure, I I think he's better than Garoppolo. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I said that. Yeah, no, I, I, I know, that. I know. You said a little bit upgrade. I think he's I think he's more a than a little upgrade, bit. Yeah, because yeah, he can move and he he makes throws that Garoppolo wouldn't attempt. But yeah, and he I, has enough athletic ability. Does. that you have to respect him if he gets outside the pocket. That that hurt when he took off and ran. Mm. That hurt. Oh, he broke their back with that. Yeah, that's a backbreaker. But I mean, I guess we're going to see because you're going to have Mahomes now against him, and it's. I don't think there's going to be any comparison. And you look at Andy Reid. We 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 can't leave out. uh, You know, Pacheco. We've talked about on the show. I live in Cumberland County, and people who know this kid, he's a great kid. He had a hell of a lot of adversity. To be where he's at, and Andy to do with what he is doing with him is amazing. And don't forget Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, we, I don't know if Kelsey is this good on any other team. Yes, he's talented, but I don't think he's as good. I mean, he broke uh, Jerry Rice's record yesterday. It's Charlie. How, how did he do that? Well, the crazy part about yesterday was I think he had 11 catches on 11 targets. You, you talk yeah, about money, efficiency. Money, money Every time they threw him the ball, it's a catch. It's ridiculous. Well, what about the one play where, where Mahomes scrambles kind of just does like a backyard football lob, and he catches that. I mean, I, that's, it, it's just going to be, I think. They have a symbiotic I, relationship. They're, they're, they're special It's just players. amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. And, that, and Andy Reid is cultivating that. So that's why I give him all the props for that. Well, and he, um, yeah, go ahead. go ahead. Make your point, Charlie. No, no, that's it. I mean, I think I agree with you guys. I don't understand the bitterness, but I, I get it. They did beat us in the Super Bowl, so I, I kind of can't forgive him for that. 
but but you know you got to be honest about what you're seeing. Of course, and that and that like what we're seeing. It's a great point, Charlie. We appreciate the phone call. Is it's undeniable that this is the best team in the NFL. That they've been a they're they've become a dynasty, and Andy is leading that. And it's why like we just acknowledge you how good Mahomes is. He's special. I I had him last year as already a top five quarterback ever. He's pushing now towards the top two or three ever. But Andy drafted him. Andy developed him. It's not like Andy got there and he was already a great player. Andy gets a lot of credit from Mahomes. Yeah. He like, does, for me, he because does. He, like, I remember, like it was yesterday, because they had Alex Smith. And they had a fit in Kansas City. Because they wanted – I forgot the player they wanted, but Andy moved up to get a quarterback. And everybody's like, you're an idiot. Why would you move up to get a quarterback that you're not going to get anything for because he's not playing? And they traded a lot for him. Yes. Yeah. And now those same people, I, I always find it fascinating when people say negative stuff about the coach. I always want to know where was your same energy during the court, the first part of the season when, you know, you, when everything was going well or whatever. So it, it's one of those things. Now I wonder what those people's energy is now knowing that they got one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the NFL playing for them right now. I mean, because that's what he's trending towards. And, you know, just having a, a, a small sampling of being around him seems like he has a really good demeanor, and his, his teammates love him. Teammates so, love him. To death. So I'm sure we'll, we'll probably flush this out in the next two weeks. So last year I did my list, to you of the five greatest quarterbacks of all time. This was a year ago, and, and I'm trying to remember exactly my list, but I believe I did this. I believe one year ago my list was Brady 1, Montana 2, Peyton 3, Four, I had Mahomes, and five, I had Steve Young. I'm ready to move Mahomes up to two. I think he's just behind Brady, and and time he can overtake Brady. He he's surpassed Peyton and Montana. He's a better quarterback. Well, consistent, because you look at and this is the thing for me that makes it really, really, really fascinating, and and why I don't understand how it takes why it's so hard for people to understand how good of a coach Andy Reid is. Look, if you just go through the 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 last five years of the Kansas City Chiefs and, and you look at the roster, especially look at the offensive line and how many different offensive linemen have been in front of Patrick Mahomes. Look at the fact that Andy went out and tried to upgrade that offensive line to get his quarterback better protection. Look at the fact that their their running back room has changed drastically every year. Look at the fact that the receivers – the receiver room has changed a lot defensive, and he's still able to consistently for the last six years be in this position. I mean, think about that. I mean, I know that somebody's a car, well, he was the, the, the standard is the quarterback. But going into this, going into this season alone, Kansas City wasn't picked to be here. They weren't picked to be here. As a matter of fact, this was the downfall. This year was the downfall of the Kansas City Chiefs. A couple years ago, it was the downfall of the Kansas City Chiefs. And they're back in the Super Bowl. That's what makes it so impressive. It's remarkable. I mean, it's remarkable what they are. And, and we're watching a quarterback here that at six years into his six years starting has made the title game every year and is going for his third ring. It's, remar- it's remarkable. If every single player in NFL history in their prime became available, Patrick Mahomes would and should be the number one player taken. Hmm. He, uh, uh, well, I'll add to what you said, and that's I think you may be right about that. He's the best football player, just like game to game. And I understand he, he's got a long way to go to catch people for accolades and rings. and He's the best football player I've ever watched. 
and I've seen enough. Like, yeah, I was I was very young when LT. I was probably too young to see him at his best. Reggie, I saw Reggie, especially towards the second half and end of his career. Jerry Rice, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. I'd probably say those are the five best I've seen in my lifetime. Patrick Mahomes, game to game, is better than everybody. He's he's just better. And you know, you sit there and watch that game yesterday. What's the biggest difference in the Ravens and Chiefs yesterday? The quarterbacks. Yeah. And one it's guy. Always, it's always the quarterback. When you think about all the the teams that make it to the Super Bowl, your quarterback's going to have to make a couple plays for you at some point. Always. And you can't make mistakes. Nah. And that's what it was. Like yesterday, like Lamar's going to win the MVP of the league, and Mahomes looked ten times as good as Mah- as Lamar yesterday. Like they look like they're not even in the same stratosphere. And I understand the reality is one guy's going to win his second MVP this year, but. Mahomes is is that special. 215-592-9494. We'll come back. We'll get back to the phone lines here. All your phone calls here. Are you ready to acknowledge that Andy is becoming the GOAT in front of our eyes? That's the greatest coach in pro football history. I believe he is. The runway is clear. Andy wins this Super Bowl. He sticks around the next five years. He could surpass Shula and win, something that Belichick was supposed to do. But sounds like Belichick's not getting a job. Yeah, Why? You got to hear Ryan Clark's theory coming up next. We'll share that, plus your phone calls, everything over the weekend. You can rip Dan Campbell if you want. And of course, your take on Kellen Moore, the new Eagles offensive coordinator. 215 592 9494. It is the midday show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. People are saying I look great, and I think that all too hydroxycut hardcore, hardcore results, that, that potent formula that works, delivering maximum energy so I can crush my 2024 goals. Hydroxycut hardcore. 